now. No. All right, hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the Enemy Slime Podcast. This is episode number 43. My name is Jared, and I have to talk really fast because we have so much shit to talk about. We didn't do a podcast last week, you might have noticed, and that is because I went to a Toto concert. Toto is one of the greatest bands of all time. They sing hits like Africa, uh, Susanna, Joanna. It's one of those songs, and they've got a couple others. You you know them. If you go on Google, you know them. Um, So anyway... Let's go ahead and... Thanks, Lucio. Lucio went ahead and looked up the site's anniversary. It was July 24th. We missed it, uh, but we we did turn a year old back on the 24th, so blow some candles out for us. So uh, I was right that it was close. You were, you were right it that it was close. That took a long time from the time that I registered the domain to the time we went live. It's a little sad. But yeah, it took, it took a long time. We and, were on you on it constantly. Anyway, I feel like we just killed all the momentum here. Like I said, my name is Jared, and I am here with a very wide array of folks. We have Lucio with us. Hello. We have Mr. J. Joseph once more. I seem to be an Oscar-nominated actor. Uh, yes, Oscar-nominated J. Joseph. He played the uh, barista in the new hit film, uh, Charlie's Angels 3. And then... We also have with us Doug Wilson again. Not an Oscar winner. Not an Oscar winner, but a, a, an Oscar wanter. He's yes. working on it. And I don't know if you know this, Feli, but we had a bunch of people requesting that we have you back on. So you're fulfilling a couple <laughs> dreams right now. Wait, did you? Are you? Are you being serious right now? I am. Yeah. Did people yeah. actually. Yeah. Aw. So, Hi. Yeah. Everybody, say hello to Feli Tompkinson, who's back with us again. That, that warms my heart. Yeah. Perfect. Good to be back. So, we've got a bunch of stuff that has happened this week. Uh, I think the the big stuff. I mean, I, God, where do we even start? The so first of all, Gamescom happened during the time since we last got a chance to to sit down and talk to each other. And uh-huh. I think one of the biggest things to come out of Gamescom was probably the reveal for Silent Hills. Which, mm-hmm. which I don't know if they were planning on revealing it at, at Gamescom because they basically posted a mystery game on the PlayStation Network, and uh, after you got through this game, it would reveal the trailer for Silent Hills. And I think Hideo Kojima, who's one of the creative heads behind it, I think he said he was planning on the game taking like two weeks or so to to beat, and. Um, and of course, it got beat in like the first day, and so they. Re- oh, okay. So that explains why Ground Zeroes is what it is. <laughs> yeah. So, it, 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 so can we assume that the problem is that Kojima is just bad at games? He. It's not that he's bad at games. It's that he has no concept of time. It's that he's. He's a, <laughs> he's a time. It was wizard. a. It was a group effort, though. That whole um, solving thing. It was. It was a Twitch group effort. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, and, and I mean. They turned it around so quick, and I I played the game myself, which is kind of amazing in its own right. If anybody knows anything about me, because I'm I'm usually not capable of playing a game that is any scarier than I'd say the benchmark is probably probably Doom Three. That's as soon as it gets to that, I'm done. I'm out, finished. But uh, I went ahead and played it, and it's very. Well, I'm trying to think of the word I'm looking for. It's very obtuse. Like you would you would have a very difficult time figuring it out without a guide. And then it's funny because you pull a guide up to walk you through the game and it totally takes all the scariness out of it because you know, you know, what's gonna happen, which to answer the question is not a lot. There's there's not well, that's a, kind of what that's kind of what Silent Hill used to be. 
You know, it used to be that you were you were scared of what didn't happen. Referring to like being subversive or No, I'm I'm it was all about atmosphere. It was mm. all about just kind of walking around and being, you know, pissing your pants over what might happen rather than the actual scares themselves. Well, in that case, I'd say that this is pretty true to form. I mean, I did get my neck broken by like a zombie baby, but uh, other than that, Lisa, the, the antagonist, um, the, the, the creepy woman. Well, so there, that's the the mother ghost or whatever. There's also a cha- yeah. uh, there's also a kid that's wandering around, and I'm pretty sure that's the one who. Wait, there, there's a kid, like an actual killer in the yeah, game. I believe so. I believe she was just a kid. Uh, she was definitely shorter than me, by by a good margin. You see Lisa towards the end, and she's floating around, and and she doesn't have a physical form, so like she'll just zoom right through you, like literally through your body. Um, but this this kid will sneak up on you in a couple parts in the game and, and snap your neck and then you can hear her eating you. Oh, I was convinced it was the same person. I had no idea they were uh, two different people. I thought they were, but I could be wrong. I can, I okay, can fully acknowledge that. But either way, either way um, I wasn't able to finish it, actually. I got to the last puzzle where you have to um, make a baby laugh. And I'm doing a really bad job explaining this because it's, like, it's not like there's a baby there and you just can't... I mean, that's really easy. You just kind of no, like, no, no, no. Only money will be they usually laugh. <laughs> yeah, see, it's it's not like I have to. I'm a photographer, and I have to like move the stuffed animal around and be like, "Come on, baby!" It's not like that. There's just there's this puzzle where you take a certain number of steps and you look at certain objects, and if you do it in the right order, a baby will laugh uh, the right number of times, and then you win. Essentially, yeah, you need you need three laughs for, um, but they're random, I think. The first one, if you if you do the ten step thing, I think you get the first one, and then the second and the third one is it's pretty random. Yeah, that's what it felt like, and I spent maybe I want to say I spent like forty five minutes just on that part. So if you're still following along on the podcast, we're right now talking about the total concert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they play they played Africa, uh, so I mean it was it was worth it. It was sweet. So what are your impressions of the game? Just give us that. So first of all, my initial thought when I first heard about this was not that it was... I, I misunderstood what it was. So before I went in to play it, I knew that it was tied to Silent Hills because the announcement had already been done and all that stuff. And so when I went into it, I was like, well, this is going to be a, a demo of the game. And it's totally not. It, it probably doesn't reflect what the game is going to be like at all. This has purely been designed as a promotional marketing material, and I, I think that is the only purpose that it serves. And Silent Hills itself could be completely different, like to the point where maybe it's not even in first person like this was. Third person um, cover base shooter. There's no buttons to be pushed for the most part. Like you can zoom in to interact with objects with R3, but other than that, it's pretty much just walk into what you want to interact with. Um, you can be killed in one section and only one section, and I did get killed, but I don't know why. So, I mean, if you're if you're asking me, is is PT a good game? No, it's it's. A- uh, tell me what about you? Well, for the most part, I, I streamed the game because I was I was too much of a chicken to you know play it on my own mm, like okay. you are supposed to. So um, I streamed it on Twitch. Quite a few people came over to stream, so I had like. All these different um, people commenting, saying, do this, do that. And, you know, some were trying to make me lose, of course. And there, there, there was actual people giving me, you know, legit directions on what to do. 
But to be honest with you, had I played it on my own, I would have had no fucking idea what to do in the entirety of the game. Yeah. I would have not known you can you could zoom in. Like <laughs> I, I I beat the game thanks to Twitch. And I think that's what um Hideo Kojima mentioned in one of the interviews. He he wanted, you know, people to stream, um, people to come together and, and solve it on Twitch. Um, I think one of the labs might even be triggered by uh, using a headset. Yeah. So everything, it's, it's kind of like a collective game. And the experience as a whole, not the game, just the, the whole experience um, with people helping me out and whatever, I, I liked it. I thought it was, it was properly um, executed. It was fun. I think it was a, a really good experience, but well, it's not. It's, I don't think it's representative of what the final product is going to look. Yeah, like. some joke is a segue oh, because I, I originally thought this would be a segue for Evil Within, but it, now it sounds more like of a of a clever marketing campaign. And in the world of clever marketing campaigns, we just got that great Madden Seasons commercial. <laughs> um, it's definitely. It's definitely one of the weirder things that I've watched uh, recently. Who's who? Who on the call has even seen it? Have you seen it, Doug? I've not. Um, so I know you watched it, uh, Lucio. Yeah, I've seen it. Do you do you know what we're talking about, Feli? It's a it's a Madden commercial featuring uh, who is it? Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Yeah. Oh no, I haven't seen it. Okay, well, there's some homework for for you. Is you can you guys can go later on and and watch this commercial, but it's it. It's just a very bizarre kind of marketing campaign for the upcoming Madden game, which I think launches, is it next week? I think it's next week, yeah. Yeah, so I don't really know what there is to say about it. <laughs> I mean, it worked great it's as a marketing football. campaign. We're talking about it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I just don't What's really know. What's your best description of, of this? Um... Uh, my best description is that someone had a lot of drugs and a lot of money and they made this commercial. That's very yeah. insightful. I will. My description is that they, they were there was a lot of cocaine because you know Madden makes a lot of money, and they just needed to blow it on something or they were going to cut their budget next year. <laughs> See, I think so they, that's got a, what it is. they got a bunch of celebrities and singers, and there were dolphins. There were dolphins. Uh, there were. There sounds were wonderful. There, there were how, rappers rapping blah 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 blah. There were rappers. There's there's a there's a really expensive car. That they completely fucked up and poured sugar in the tank, and I think I think Lucio they hit on a, it. I they think a house on fire. I think there are two things about Madden. I think the the people who are going to buy and play Madden always are going to do it anyway, and I think Madden gets a lot of money. And you know, I bet you EA doesn't even pay for um, you know the games marketing and advertising. I bet you the NFL pays for all that. So I feel like they just had all this money sitting around and, they, and someone told them to make a commercial. And they're like, well, let's play making a commercial. People are going to buy the game anyway. Uh, you know, and they said, yeah, let's do it. And then I we got. Be so, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Microsoft had paid for that ad because everything was Xbox in that ad. Everything. Oh, was it? Was it? I yeah. didn't notice that. That's probably one source of funding for it. And I mean, let, let's be real here. If you're playing Madden, there's a very good chance you're playing it on an Xbox. Like, that's totally the right platform for you to play that game. So just to, just to clarify the Madden commercial, what it is is basically Kevin Hart um, challenging uh, Dave Franco to a game of Madden, but he ruins his life in the process. He, his girlfriend leaves him, all this kind of stuff, but it's just, it's, you, you can't describe it in words. You have to watch it. It's, it's more of an emotion than it is. <laughs> <laughs> an 
<laughs> just like the matrix. <laughs> no one can explain you what the matrix is. Do I need to get high before? I, because I, I don't do drugs, so this is going to be like, am no, I, no, I be able to no. understand it? Or this is actually going this is going to help you to appreciate drugs uh, or or the lack thereof. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. You, you're going to feel like you did a bunch of them, but you, you are. You are going to feel like you did drugs. <laughs> you just watched a commercial. So I just I just watch it and then it, this is what drugs are like. Is that is yeah. that my yeah I, I think <laughs> yeah yeah all right. amazing amazing I can't wait to experience drugs without experiencing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna like it. It's gonna be pretty great. Um, but yeah, that's 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 what's going on with them. Speaking of Xbox, I think that we should probably uh, take a second and talk about Rise of the Tomb Raider uh, oh, as well. Man. Because that had a little bit of I don't want to I don't want to say drama because I don't think it blew up to to drama levels. No, but... no, 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 man. The, I mean, for Microsoft to have to come out and say it's just for a little while, <laughs> that's a pretty negative reaction. <laughs> so if you're late, if you're late to the party, then what's basically going on is uh, was it Phil Spencer? I think it was Phil yeah. Spencer. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was Phil. So so Phil went ahead and said that uh, just let it slip the tomb raider the new tomb raider would be a xbox one exclusive which it, which it won't be it's a it's going to be a timed exclusive uh and i think did did he give a time frame i think he said it was coming to xbox in december but nobody knows how long until it comes to the other systems well he said it's not my job to tell you when it releases for other systems yeah he was he was squirming a little when um confronted about it the yeah. second time yeah. He was, yeah, he was definitely nervous. But yeah, so he he revealed that uh, that this would be an Xbox One exclusive, and the internet collectively lost their minds because I mean this that it, it would be huge if they actually did lock it down as an exclusive. That would be a really big deal. But since only four to five people have Xbox Ones, most Tomb Raider fans were upset <laughs> when they heard this. <laughs> you don't say. Just, including us, just, yeah. just including us, yeah. I was fine but with it. I'll play it. On pretty it. much, I was devastated. I was borderline. <laughs> you don't even want to know. Wait, but I don't understand because you know you get to play Temple of Osiris, which is just as good. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> they're on the same level completely. Oh yeah, Def- <sighs> exactly the same experience. I'm so pumped for that game. I didn't even but- play the previous game, but <laughs> <laughs> you won't need to. Let's be fair. That's like the only Tomb on- Raider game I haven't played. <laughs> The second they announced that, Jay and I metaphorically looked at each other and went, this is not going to be an exclusive for long. And the yeah. next day, they kind of... <laughs> it was the next day <laughs> that they announced it. That's what makes it so funny. It was the next... Like, usually when something's no longer exclusive, they wait until the initial release. Yeah, but... exactly. <laughs> Which is also my point. It's like, you know, there has to be so much drama for them to... You know, they had to have gotten so much negative feedback to go, hey, guys, relax. It's just for a little while. <laughs> Yeah, and they well, did. They got some real backlash over that. As, as we know, Microsoft and Xbox have never had to turn around over anything before. That, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true at all. <laughs> I was waiting to see who would catch on first. It took it took me a second, but <laughs> yeah, it's it hasn't been smooth sailing for the Xbox One, uh, but. Some people would like you to believe, perhaps, that it has been less smooth than it has been, and that was the other oh, big. God, that was the yeah. other. Right, that was that was the other big news. That was this the other week. big thing about the Xbox. Yeah, Lucio, well, go ahead, Lucio. Lucio, tell us what happened. Take it away. <laughs> Lucio, He's not taking it away. 
Any minute now. Luci- Lucio has failed to take it away. <laughs> Hang on here. Is he alive? No, he, uh... No? Oh, there he is. Oh, he's back. There we oh, go. Oh, back from the dead. Sorry about that, guys. Something happened with my... With my, um, headset. Oh. Okay. Okay, you gotta, oh. you gotta pass this time. Yeah. <laughs> His headset lost so, connection, just like Microsoft lost $400 million. So... <laughs> <laughs> So that's the thing is um, a lot of sites were saying that they lost $400 million. But when you look at the financial statements that they released, what they were saying is that their gross margins changed. So now they're earning less money per Xbox. But the problem is everything came from one third in NeoGAF. So nobody actually bothered to go and check. And the one that pisses me off the most is Forrest because Forrest should really know better. I mean, uh, in, the, the independent in the UK doesn't know how to read a financial report. That's, I guess, fine. But like freaking Forbes is, you know, come on. It's true, but it wasn't necessarily like a financial analyst for Forbes who wrote the article. Well, actually, it, it kind of was because their article that they wrote wasn't reporting that the Xbox had lost Microsoft $400 million. Their article was saying that that's no big deal if the Xbox lost Microsoft $400 million. So I guess that's actually just as bad because they were basically doing a financial analysis and saying, oh, it's not that big deal that they lost $400 million when the company didn't, in fact, lose $400 million. Yeah, it's, it's just it's such a stupid mistake because it could have caught her in... How, how long did it take me to figure this out? I mean, I I remember linking it in chat and you were like, that's interesting. I'll look at it. And then maybe maybe like an hour later. And I was doing that at work. So keep in mind that I was doing other things while I was looking at that. Yeah, so I'm sure it was just a casual glance. And you're like, oh, no, they didn't. So, yeah, I looked at it and it was like, nope, that's not right. And then, you know, the more I looked at it, the... You know, the more it became obvious that that wasn't the right thing. And, I mean, one of the big problems with this is that Microsoft puts everything under a category they call gaming and devices, right? So everything having to do with Xbox under that category. And so that could be everything. Like, you know, if that that showed a loss of 400 million, that could have easily been... um, the Surface or, you know, the desktop or Windows 8. So a lot of that has to to do with the other devices and it still make money. That category still made $100 million. Yeah. Okay, that, does, that doesn't sound like doomsaying to me. That sounds very, that sounds very uh, expert and not at all pessimistic. Well, Can you yeah. put a more negative spin on that? They're making less money per console, so they're probably going to burn out soon. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah, they're That's gonna better. they're gonna go out of business. Right. Perfect. Phil yeah, Microsoft's done. Phil it, just, it just made like twenty million twenty billion dollars. <laughs> Phil Spencer tried to get me to buy him lunch the other day. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure they're fucked. But but yeah, anyway, that's that's what was going on there. Um what else happened this week? It's been it's been so crazy. Uh oh, I mentioned the we, we talked about it at the beginning of the show just very briefly. Uh, the Evil Within, Bethesda released a nice... I, so I I don't know how I feel about this. I don't know how to feel about this. So Bethesda released a like hour and a half worth of gameplay from The Evil Within, and they were having Pete Hines play it, who is their... I want to say he's their VP of PR and marketing. So they had, they had him play it, and the thing about this is, is that 
he didn't really seem to be having a very good time. <laughs> he really didn't. In fact, yeah. in fact, he seemed to be like getting more and more frustrated with the game because the game actually looks pretty tough. Like it looks like it's pretty yeah. hard. I, I didn't think it looked cheap or anything, but you know, it looked like there was definitely some challenge to it. Uh, if I was to compare it to something, I would say that this game plays very, very similarly to The Last of Us. I think it looks a lot like it as far as like sneaking past monsters and uh you know almost it being better to not avoid fights but like you have to take things really easy and really slow but there were there it was kind of rough gameplay and it really didn't seem to resonate with poor pete at all and (laughs) i was surprised especially because i know that the vp of marketing for the company literally knows about this he he was like yeah this is good put it up I really didn't think that this would see the light of day, and I actually kind of think that it's awesome that it did, because it looks like what the game will look like when you buy it from the store. And I don't think it looked like a bad game. I just, it, it, for a tech demo or, or promotional material, it looked way more finished than than stuff usually does. But, I mean, I appreciate them not censoring it, if anything. Yeah, they don't seem to be sugarcoating it at all. I have it open. I haven't seen it yet, but um, what what can I expect? Because I have it open, ready for viewing after um, this is over. I'm definitely going to view it. So here's the thing that most people noticed about it that was kind of I, I don't want to say weird, but like a little a little strange. the The big thing is that the game has occasionally this blue ghost who appears. I can't remember his name, but he just appears out of nowhere sometimes. Or I. I think there's one part where another enemy turns into this blue ghost and he comes at you and attacks you and unless you headshot him you take a pretty substantial amount of damage and usually what will happen when you're watching this video is that ghost will show up it cripples pete and then he gets into a room with a monster and the monster kills him because he's not equipped to deal with it um the game does look like it's pretty legit survival horror like ammo seems very scarce you have to be really careful with how you're conserving your materials and stuff like that. And once again, Pete runs into a lot of situations where he doesn't actually have ammo for his gun as he's trying to shoot it at the guy. And uh, you, you can definitely tell, like I said, as he's playing, that he's getting a little frustrated. But it's it's very, very raw, but I feel like it's almost a better marketing tool because it also, like like I said, it's, it's representative of what the final game looks like. Like, he's not playing a guided demo or anything. It's literally just like he took a disc off the assembly line and started playing it. And to be fair, there is a, a market for that kind of game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think uh, I think some people are going to eat it up. And, and I'm going to eat it up. A lot of... <laughs> I think I will too. Yeah, I, th- I think it looks great. Based off your description, I haven't seen the uh, the sixty minute gameplay yet, it but does. it's Bethesda, so. Yeah, and and of course, um, the uh, the Resident Evil creator Shinji is it Makari? Ikari? Yeah. Either way, um, it, it's got some real like Resident Evil vibes to it, and kind of a Resident Evil feeling. And I would say that's the best description that I could give of that game is that it looks like Resident Evil crossed with uh, The Last of Us. I have a question. What yeah. what was Pete using to shoot the ghost? Just a regular gun? Yeah, he didn't have a. <laughs> but but he's a ghost. It should have been a ghost gun. I take issue with this game already. <laughs> he has a point though. <laughs> Yeah, a bullet's not going to do shit to an actual ghost. 
It's incorporeal. That's a very valid point. Like, are these blessed bullets? Because if they're not blessed bullets, then I'm, God. I'm done. I'm done with this game already. I mean, I, I'm sure the game has maybe like uh, some kind of codex where they're, they can throw that detail in and be like, you know, good, better. good thing I found all these special bullets. Or a special ghost. gun. Like, that's all, all I want. Like, electrified bullets. I don't know. I'm not a ghost hunter. It, it, it might be kind of... It <laughs> You're might be. totally not. I mean, if you were, I mean, if, how, how do you know bullets work on ghosts or not if you're not a ghost hunter? From my ghost hunter friend's sources. Have you, have you, Doug, have you seen a ghost? Uh, yes. And, uh, and he told me that bullets would not work on him. So, and you believe them. But yeah, sounds yeah. Like a story. If he's a bad ghost, of course he's going to lie to you. He seemed like a nice one. He seemed. He seems like. Why were you talking about shooting him if he seemed like he was nice? We're just having a chat. You're like, hey, hey, if I shot you, what would happen? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> that's pretty much how it went. Yeah, no, that seems fair. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I, I thought the I thought the game it, it looked good. It looked it looked very honest. That whole video feels very honest to me. And if you're curious whether or not the evil within is the game for you. I would definitely suggest that that be the video you watch because you can basically watch somebody who I, I can't speak to whether or not Pete Hines is good at video games, but you can definitely watch him not be very good at the evil within. <laughs> so it's uh, it looks it looks pretty good and it looks challenging. And I think survival horror should be challenging. And I feel like a lot of it now isn't. Um, but anyway, yeah. let's talk about our last piece of news and then and we'll move on to some other stuff. Um, the Sims 4, <laughs> it, it has had a, a bit of a troubled week. It's had a troubled life, almost. And so we talked a couple weeks ago about how they took out toddlers and pools, right? The, right. Uh, what did we call them? Poddlers. That's right, poddlers. So it turns out the poddlers is just the beginning of, of the features that will be removed from the game. And there was a source... Uh, a, a Sims like fan site that went ahead and made a collection of all the features being removed, and I want to say, wasn't it eighty nine? I think it was eighty nine. Yeah, it was features. an 89. I'm pretty sure. Uh, so yeah, they t- they they counted up eighty nine things that are being removed from the game, many of which are not going to be able to be added back into the game. So like a lot of these are by design, the game is not going to be able to support some of these features that they're that they're taking out. And uh, some of them will surely be reserved for expansions or DLC, most likely DLC. I think, I think the Sims expansion days are, are probably numbered. I think it's going to turn into microtransactions instead of big packs. For features that they had previously. Yeah, for features that they had previously. Oh, yay. Yes. I'm shaking yes. my head. So, I mean, the kicker oh. is that like, The Sims 3 is probably the better game to own. <laughs> like right on launch you're you're probably going to have a more uh in-depth feature rich game with the sims 3 than you do with the sims 4 but i don't uh, so this is a question is because i've been asking you know what is what are they doing why are they doing this and everybody keeps telling me well you know they want to do the microtransactions but the problem is if you had um you know, if you are yay, you already had people that were going to buy The Sims 4 no matter what you did. You could just grab The Sims 3 and, like, reskin it and release it again. And everybody would buy it, including the 7,000 packs for $30 that you were going to produce. 
Yeah. So it's kind of like killing the goose that laid the golden egg in a way. Because there's a lot of people that are really pissed about this. I, do, I, I feel like, and I, I, I know we talked about this like on chat or something, but I feel like what is probably, like the most realistic explanation here is, so SimCity had an engine that was way, way, way more powerful than any other SimCity game. And so as a result, they couldn't support a city that was of a huge size. Like there are mods that will let you make your city way bigger in SimCity, but the game runs like ass. And so they intentionally crippled the size of the city to make the game run smooth. And I think there's probably something similar happening with the Sims 4, which is it probably has, you know, a higher graphical fidelity and is taking up more power from the computer. And as a result, they've had to scale it back a little bit and, and trim the game down so it's not as you know crazy as it was before. But at the same time, a lot of these features wouldn't be performance-related, like a tool to change whether or not... Um, what is it? It's like the, uh, uh, the texture... Not texture, but digging, basically. You can't change the elevation of land in, in the game. You're just stuck with like this flat world no matter what. Or pools. Yeah, or, or pools. And so, I mean, there's no reason why pools can't be in it, I don't think, aside from the speed of which they're able to get the game out. Um, I don't know how long it's been in development. I, I really just don't know what they're doing with this game. Also, it, it seems like EA and Maxis are aware that they might have a little bit of a problem on their hands because, and this is never good when this happens to movies, they have uh, embargoed all reviews from the game. Um, yeah, that's the part I wanted to talk about. Yeah. So they haven't just embargoed them, they're not going to give any review copies until yes. the game is released. Yeah, so the earliest review that you could possibly see, I mean, would be on launch day, but that person's going to have the same amount of hours in the game that you have, essentially. Yep. So they the first company review you will see will be like five hours, not five hours, five days after. I mean, this is actually great for us because we wind up buying a lot of our own games. <laughs> can, I, can, I, can I ask you guys a serious question, though? Yeah. Sure. For how long do you play a Sims game? Before, in all honesty. Before you slap a score on it? or No, 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 just in general. Because this is my experience with The Sims. Any Sims game ever. I will buy the game. I will buy literally every last expansion available. I'll install everything. I will play for a day and a half, and I'll uninstall everything. I, I never touch it again for right. three years. Yeah, I think that's. I don't right. know why. Because well, it took you a, a week to install the expansion packs. <laughs> it it actually did because my internet is really crappy, so that's pretty accurate, actually. I uh, I actually own all the sim games, and I played all of them maybe two hours combined. <laughs> because all I do is just I, I try to play well, then I get bored. Then I start coming up with crazy scenarios, then I close it and never come back to it. See, that's yeah. I'm like the exact opposite because what happens to me is I wind up, I boot the game up and I'll make a sim or something, and I'll be like, "This is, this is fun," and I'll I'll walk him to the bathroom, let him shower or whatever, and then and then all of a sudden it's like 7 a.m. the next day, and I don't know that I could recount what I've done, but like I I always wind up getting just sunk into that stupid game for some reason and i'll play for what i hoped would be an hour and it'll wind up being like six hours because i have some stupid goal that i want to meet or you know i i can't quit until he has the next story of his house built wait so you play you play vanilla you don't you don't use any money cheats you don't use any um 
you know, those uh, cheats that make you, uh, you don't need to pee, you don't need to sleep, you don't need to do anything. You just, you go and you play and your sims get, you know, an actual job the proper way the game is meant to be played. I... I used to cheat a lot, like when I played games, and what I eventually realized is that it always broke the game, really. So I, I eventually just stopped doing it. <laughs> but You're maybe that's why I can't play, play for long. It, it's, it's fun. I always cheat. I always buy like the biggest mansion when I get bored because I have everything. Yeah, there's... but I, I, I can't play the normal way though. I just, I because I know I can. I just, I see something that I want, and I'm like, oh no, now I have to, you know, put my my sim to get a job and. I'm, I have yeah. no patience. Yeah. I thing, want that couch, and I want it now. It's it's boring to me too because it's like, okay, so he he's gonna get a job and he's getting a promotion. Where is my promotion? I want a promotion. <laughs> the, the Sims. <laughs> I already have real life to tell me how poor I am and how poor I am. So when I play the Sims, I just want to buy that plasma and get on a spaceship or whatever the hell you can do in the Sims nowadays. So you probably That's... won't have to worry about that because I'll bet you that cheats are disabled and you have to pay for them. <laughs> so that that will stop it right there. Like, how oh, you much want... do you want to bet that? That it's a it's a possibility that in my if it's not in Sims Four, it'll be in Sims Five when it turns free to play, and you well, have to literally wait eight hours while your Sim sleeps. Oh God, now Sims is perfect for free to play. This is where the industry is going. And now it's ten ten dollars to wake your Sim idea. up early. <laughs> now you, you heard your idea on this podcast, dog. They're going to. I, I know. Yeah, I hope, I, I hope you have is, no PA listeners anywhere. They already so, had this idea. I know they have. Oh, they have to have it. And they had to have a big boardroom meeting where they were. How can we get gouge out our? Uh, How can we fuck clients? our fans today? Yeah, I think that I think that this is definitely going to be their biggest foray into like microtransactions in a major franchise like this. I could be totally wrong. I could be completely wrong, and the game will get like two expansions that bring back all eighty-nine features that we know and love. Um, actually, the way that EA does things a lot of the times. I bet you that all 89 features are already in the game on launch and you just have to like change a couple files in the code and and they'll all be there. So <laughs> that they all will be surprised. Yeah, I mean we'll we'll see what happens, but I've always I've always felt like the Sims you guys were talking about the gameplay a little bit and I've always felt it it feels too much like life where you f- you are in a constant state if you play the game fairly you're in a constant state where you feel like you're just about to like finally be good and and then you're totally not you never get to that point you're in this state where you're like all right we're almost stable and then you and then you're never actually stable what does good even mean in the sims good means that like i my sim you know I, i he gets to spend a lot of time at home he's not at the office all day and he gets to raise his beautiful children, and they go. To that college. is a really depressing way to play that game. I'd... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm actually kind of depressed now. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life right there, man. Thanks. It's called the fucking Sims. It's a simulator. <laughs> yeah. See, How I'm actually. Sad. It's not the dreams. I'm actually with with Dully and Lucio on this one. Last time I played the Sims, I basically made my guy an evil warlock. Um. So yeah. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, so yeah, that's the other that's the other big thing that's going there. So Did you ever get to retirement age in that game? Have I? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> wow. Wait, <laughs> am I not supposed to? You're an innocent soul. I, I just bless you, my friend. What? 
He was real smart, and he invested it in his Roth 401k. Don't, don't get mad at him. <laughs> you are an example to be followed. I mean this. There is no sarcasm. I didn't realize that I wasn't supposed to. I mean, you're supposed to kill them in like two hours into the game. Yeah, you're supposed to build a little square of pool and no stairs, and you're supposed to leave them in the pool to swim around and freak out because they can't get out. That's what you're supposed to do. Or surround them with chairs and very cheap ovens. Exactly. I just, I just try to make them as happy and comfortable as possible, and slowly ease them into death. You're sick. A natural, a natural death (laughs) in bed. This girl's he's a pure drunk. soul, okay? He's he's one of the very few people who, no, no, who still remains pure. Yeah, right. He he must be protected at all costs. Don't please don't. You're, you can't no trust Jerry. He hates him. uncles. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not corrupt. I haven't heard his uh, his war stories in Rust. I've done some. Well, oh yeah. So if we talk Rust, <laughs> that's a whole different matter. I haven't I haven't talked about Rust on the podcast. I'll just shorten this to like one line and just tell you because I I played about forty hours of Rust uh, last week, week before. And I played it with my wife of all people, which I never thought would happen in a million years. And we fixated on these two little kids in the game, and they were super good at the game. Every time we ran into them, they'd headshot both of us, and like we just had no chance against them. But what we would they're little kids, so their greatest weakness is bedtime. And so we would wait for them to <laughs> we would we would wait for them to go to bed and then we would blow up their house and steal all their stuff and then like put up walls so they couldn't get back in. And um we did that three times to the same kids. We were basically griefing little children and eventually they left the server and so Okay. Oh, well, you're very good people. Yeah, so yeah, decide how innocent I am now. Um before you, we, you, you still remain very clean and pure to me. <laughs> good. Go on. good to hear. <laughs> before we uh, move on to talk about just kind of some of the stuff we played this week, I wanted to spend a little bit of time before we're done with news. Basically, we haven't seen you for a little while, Feli. I just wanted to, you know, do a little update and and see what's new with you. What's new with me? Well, I'm still in Argentina, unfortunately. Well, that's that's a. That's not quite what we talked about last time I saw you. Didn't, what did you, we talk about? Uh, didn't you enter a contest? Oh, yeah, I did. I did. I entered um, a Naughty Dog contest. Well, the second one. Oh, I entered yeah. a, uh, one first and then. But yeah, there's a, a Wheel of Fine, which is this t-shirt company. Organized a 30-year anniversary contest for Naughty Dog. And yeah, I, I did submit a, a last-minute entry. And we'll see how that goes. You guys want to <laughs> vote for me? You're totally welcome. Is is it something where they do have votes open for it, or? Yeah, yeah. They they the first thing they tell you is, "Oh, go tell your friends and family to vote for you." I think that's how the the grand prize is set. And then you have um, you know bonus prizes with actual judges, which are usually people from the company who's doing the contest. So we, you have like uh, Naughty Dog reps doing the voting, and you have additional prizes for that. So that's pretty cool. Oh, okay. We can put a, a link. Yeah, yeah, we can do that. We'll, uh, after we're done, send me a link to it, and we'll we'll throw that onto the uh, post when we put the podcast up. Uh, we'll do. Thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear that you haven't moved to the to the great states. Uh, you you had your sights set on California, if I'm remembering right. Yeah, somewhere in California. At first it was LA, and now I just I just want to get out of here. <laughs> now just anywhere. Like Texas is looking <laughs> pretty good. What? 
<laughs> I was, Wait, what did you say? I said, I said maybe Texas is looking pretty good. Well, I've, I've been to Texas, actually. Oh, have you? Well, just the airport, but I've been there. I mean, <laughs> I, my, my, my feet have been on Texan soil. Texas, Texas gets a bad rep, but, you know, it's so big that just statistically not all of it can suck. So. <laughs> San Antonio was nice. Uh, I hear, I hear. Plano is uh, nice. Houston is nice. What? I liked what, what, what I saw. All that shit and none of you guys say Austin? All right, whatever. I was in Austin. Well, That's where I, I haven't was. been to Austin, Texas yet because the Austin Film Festival still hasn't approved any of my screenplays. Maybe they do it this time. I'll go to fucking Austin. <laughs> All right, I'll put a link for that in the blog post, too. Well, no one can vote for that. But but, we, no. we can write them letters. <laughs> you have like a letter, little letter campaign, right? Yeah, I'm sure that'll work. So why not? Let's let's talk a little bit about uh, about games. You know, like right. like games games that we played. Sometimes we play games here. That's a, a thing that we have been known to do. I talked a little bit about. You P- wouldn't know that these days. I, I, I thought, Wait, do you guys play video games? Or do you mean like Monopoly? What 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 do you mean with games? Oh man, Golf or I play games of the heart. <laughs> oh, well, that's very romantic. Oh goodness. <laughs> oh, Lucio. That's all right. Well, let's talk. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about a game that you can actually win. Let's talk about. Uh, I think both Lucio and I got to play the Counting Kingdom, right? Did you actually get to sit down and play it at all? Yeah, I played it with my son actually. What did you, so to those not in in the know, the Counting Kingdom is a educational game, and the creative director behind it, I forget her last name, Jen something. She's a very interesting person. I, I, I did a little bit of research on the company and where the game came from. and um, It's a company that's very, very passionate about making educational games not suck, basically. And I think this is their first full title, and I would, I would say that it was a job well done. I, I thought it was pretty good. It's basically a puzzle game, kind of comparative to... Like maybe plants versus zombies a little bit, just by the way that the board is laid out. Yeah. Um, But basically, you have these monsters that are headed towards your castle, and they each have numbers drawn out on them, and you stop them from getting to your castle by selecting them in whatever configuration you're able to, and then picking from this spell book that has a bunch of numbers in it. And so, if if you have like three twos three monsters that have twos on them then you're going to need a spell book that's for six a a spell for six to remove them from the board um and so it's making you do math to clear these monsters but it doesn't feel like you're doing all that much math like it's very light it's not beating you over the head with a lot of complex concepts or anything like that it's more about sharpening up like your addition skills uh, very easily, and it's obviously geared towards children because I breezed right through it when I played it. Um, and so, actually, I was really curious how how you had what your experience with it was, Lucio. What did you think? So it did a good job in keeping his his attention. It did a great job teaching him how to game the game <laughs> <laughs> because he didn't really add what he did is he figured out that the answer had to be somewhere in the in the spell book. Uh huh. So he would just, you know, select three monsters and then just kind of guess what the answer was. Oh, and just keep trying because there's not really a punish. Yeah. There's there's not really a punishment a in the game for for guessing wrong, yeah. wrong, which I think in is. Fact, in, I think that's important though because I think that kids will get frustrated if you 
you know, punish them, yeah. Yeah, if, if, if they, every time they get it wrong, they, they wind up losing. It's definitely but possible same, to lose that game, but it takes a lot of failure. But at the same time, he, um, you know, he didn't really have a, a good uh, incentive to just keep, you know, adding. He would just, you know, click on stuff until something happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is kind of how I used to play RPGs when I was a kid, but that's different. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, start him young with something else and move, move him on to an RPG that he can game later on. <laughs> but Well, uh, if you ask Jay, he knows that I'm pretty good at breaking games, so there you go. Well, so maybe this is just a genetic thing, like father, <laughs> like son. I wouldn't be surprised. And the kid's are just inclined to break the game because, uh, you know, it's just it's it's bred into him. But I have to say, though, it did a really good job in keeping his attention, which for an educational game, it's an achievement because most educational games are boring. I, I thought it was a lot of fun for what it was. If I was scoring it as just like a game that somebody had sent me, I probably would have given it like a three or a two. But because of the slant to it and because it I, I thought it worked pretty well. So I, I gave it a, a better, better grade than it would have received under normal circumstances. But I thought back, you know, after I played it, I, th- I thought back to like my life as a child and like the school computer lab and the games that you played in that lab. Commander Keen? Uh, yeah, Commander Keen is a great example of a game that has no educational value. Um, and people would play that over the educational games. Like, I think, I think the closest thing to an educational game that is like available, you know, was available to me, at least when I was younger, was Oregon Trail. And that was like the big hit, right? Everybody wanted to play Oregon Trail. But did you really get any history or, or knowledge out of Oregon Trail? Um, I know people died a lot back then. Yeah, you learned that. You learned about all the people who died. I did learn that fording a river is apparently impossible. It's definitely difficult. You're supposed to use the the thing as a raft. Well, whenever I did it, I just died. So I was like, I'm never fording any rivers in real life, and I haven't yet. So, <laughs> and you're it here. Taught me a thing to do. You're too. here with us today, so obviously it worked out okay. But I, I mean, it sounds like a pretty solid rule to live by. But yeah, I can't think of any other educational games that people actually wanted to play. Like, I, I think I think you guys played Number Munchers. Have you heard of that one? Oh yeah, I played Number Munchers. Yeah, I think that yeah. was I think that was like popular and good. But I think that for the most part, you would just walk right past it when you were trying to play uh, these games. But anyway, this is this is geared up perfect for a tablet, which is basically just turning into the official computer of children, and uh, it and. It's, uh... But I have to say, though, even in, like, Valiant Hearts, the educational thing was kind of, like, tucked away. Like, you can go and learn about World War II if you want to. Yeah. And here it's kind of front and center, which is impressive. Yeah, this is just something where, you know, you're you're doing math. Like, someone made me do math for two hours, and I wasn't even mad about it when I finished. I was like, this is fine. And then I said nice things about it. So that's an impressive feat to uh, to force <laughs> me to do that. But... Yeah, so The Counting Kingdom is one of the games that we spent some time with. Um, and then I figured I'd talk a little bit about uh, Back to Bed, which we got a press uh, release for. Um, I spent a little bit of time with it. I'll probably have a review up for it maybe tomorrow or the day after. But it's basically an isometric puzzle game. And uh, it, it has that same look. I talked about Monument Valley, I think, earlier in the year uh, on iOS. And this, this kind of has a similar look and feel to it where it's got that M.C. Escher kind of design. And it's a very 
it's a cool game and it's a great story because it was a successful Kickstarter and it was one of the simpler ones. Like this developer went on Kickstarter and they asked for $12,000 and they got $13,000 and then they made the game and then they released the game and everybody got the game. Oh, what? It's kind of a crazy thing, right? But yeah, they, they put it on Kickstarter, they got it passed and I don't think that I think that it looks like this game could have used more time in the oven. Uh, Monument Valley is quite a bit more polished and cheaper. So if you're looking at like a, a, you know, quizzing puzzle game, this this probably isn't the one. Um, It was also pretty short. This game is maybe like maybe like an hour and a half to make the credits roll. So it's it was pretty brief, but it was it was pretty good. And it delivered for the most part, I think, what they had. Uh, promise to deliver but anyway i i do want to point out and you'll you'll have to look this up you control so the story behind the game here is uh there's a guy named bob and bob is a sleepwalker and when the puzzles start bob basically drops into the level and just starts walking and your goal is to put objects in his way that will guide him to bed so that he will fall back asleep and you're supposed to keep him safe, you know, from falling off the edges or getting run over by trains or there are dogs. Oh, that will... he, he's he's sleepwalked like out of his house and he just he goes full out. Well, this is this is where things get kind of confusing because he's sleepwalking, but he's not uh, he's not like in the real world. He's in a dream pretty, pretty clearly. So I don't know. He's dreamwalking. Yeah. He's dreamwalking. And oh, dreaming. Okay. So anyway, he he walks, you guide him to bed, and that's pretty much it. But you control this little creature named Subob, who's like your subconscious. I think maybe it's Subob, um, but he's like your guardian who's supposed to protect Bob and stop him from falling off the edge. And so that's who you control. And he is the creepiest looking video game character that I think I've ever seen. Hang on, let me find a picture of him real quick. Wait, wait. Is he creepier than Pedophile McSodomizer? Uh, I don't know who that is, but probably. Are you, talk- are you talking about Ixus? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the oh, guy he- from the Lords of Shulima guy? Here he is. Wait, I'm going to put it in the chat. This is actually one of the less creepy pictures of him. There you go. That's what Subob looks like. It's fucking weird, and it's weird to control. That's art of that's him. No, no, no. That's art of him. In game, he looks fucking weird. Well, you look kind of like uh, Tingle. If Tingle was on all fours all the time. Wait, wait. Here we go. This is a screenshot of him in the game. He looks much worse. What I linked to you is actually pretty good. Uh, let's see. So, like, if the Counting Kingdom was for kids, this is very much not for kids because it's scary as fuck. Look at that thing. It's standing on an apple. Like, <laughs> like you do. It looks like a Pokemon. Yeah, I guess it looks, it looks like a Pokemon if he was a critic. It looks like a really depressed Pokemon. Like, look at that! Look at those dead eyes. That that is sad. Yeah, it reminds me of um of Sea Man for the Dreamcast. <laughs> that's actually almost exactly what I thought of. I thought of Sea Man when I saw it. But uh, yeah, anyway, you control that thing, and you stop Bob from running off the edge by dropping apples in his way. And later on, you also use fish as a bridge. It's very, it's kind of like it's very a, surreal. A Wallace, it's kind of like a Wallace and Gromit type thing. A little bit. Yeah, I could see that. Um, 
but yeah, anyway, it's a, it's a cool distraction. It's priced a little too high for its length, and uh, I think that I think that you could ultimately do better if you were looking for you know this kind of experience. But it could have could have been worse. Could have been a lot worse. What um, I know that Lucio's been playing some stuff. What about the rest of you guys? Has anybody been playing anything new before we before we talk about the, kind of the last stuff? I haven't played anything too bad, but I did have a, a gaming-related event happen. <laughs> What's that? Okay, so I, I moved recently, and during the height of the move, while we're moving back and forth to my new place, I get some emails from Battle.net basically saying that pretty much my account got hacked on World of Warcraft. Oh, okay. So I was super not happy. And I'm in the middle of moving these things, and I attempted to like log back in and, and change it, but this dude was pretty good. So he logged me out, like attached the authenticator to his account. So basically, I was, I was butt-fucked. Um, luckily, though, I talked to Blizzard, and I had to send them my ID, which was weird. <laughs> but they were actually able to get me everything back and get my account back, so that was fun. But really? Huh. I was actually really impressed, like, because the dude transferred all my characters and sold all my shit, and Blizzard was able to get me absolutely everything back. Wow, that's wow. crazy. That's pretty cool. Because I, I did it like literally that night. Like it, I got the email at like six o'clock, and I go home and I hop in the like support chat, and they my characters were back by probably ten. Wow, so I was I was very impressed. That's Good guy, Blizzard. Yeah, way to way to go, Blizzard. Some quality service. Usually that kind of stuff uh, seems like it takes a little while, but I, I wonder, I wonder if they're able to do it so quickly because they have a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff happening. Like I think WoW accounts getting hacked has to be relatively common for them. Yeah. I think also is that uh, because I was so on the ball, they were actually able to just get me everything back. I imagine this happened, and I waited probably another day or so. They would have been like, "Well, you're Ooh, fucked. We're gonna." Well. Well, I had a coup happen once on World of Warcraft. Uh, what, what what do you mean by that? Like a, like a loving coup? No, it was it was like a military coup. Oh, that's uh, that's the bad kind of coup. That's a bad kind of coup. I want like no, a baby because, coup. No, not like a baby coup. Um, it was the guild that I belonged to and still belong to. I guess I just never show up anymore. Um, called Knights with Your Mom, and um, the two leaders I had. I think we had like three guild leaders. They all left, and they left me in charge as kind of the next in command. But I was busy with my usual shit, whether it was school or film or whatever. Um, and then we had like a new member of the guild who was like really kind of whiny and complainy and all this kind of stuff. And people kind of just ignored her. But I hadn't si- I hadn't signed in in a while. And I think what happens is if a leader of the guild doesn't sign in for like a month, then the guild just completely goes up to whoever wants it. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, it defaulted and she grabbed it right away. She promoted all her friends. She kicked all of us old officers out. She kept the bank. She sold off as many goods as she could, kept the gold, all this kind of stuff. And it was like literally just kind of a bloody coup. There was nothing we could do about it because that's in the rules. You you are allowed to do that. Um, yeah, it's like a literal guild uh, coup in game. That's that's pretty dramatic. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I like the sound of it. Wow, serious business. Wow, it's very serious business. So don't ever forget that. Don't ever forget that, you know, if, if you're playing World of Warcraft and your parents are like, oh, this isn't going to get you a job and this doesn't matter and all it's going to do. Just remember that people get hacked and their stuff gets sold and then 
Brethren can restore you to life, kind of like the resurrection, kind of like the um, you know advent of Jesus Christ. Um, or no, the bloody coup can happen. Like you know, your people abandon you and you get sold out, and your soldiers die. That's... So World of Warcraft kind of is like an educational game. It is. There we go. Pretty much it teaches you about uh, about military coups. <laughs> and teaches you to trust no one. So what what about you, Felly? If I snuck into your house right now and pushed the eject button on your PlayStation, what disc would come out? Hmm. Well, do you want to know something really sad? I do. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to wow, jump man. on that so quickly. Yes. <laughs> yes, I do. I want to know the saddest God, thing. Do you want to hear a, a, a family member died or something? God damn. Okay. Um, th- this is the really fucked up thing about why I want to move out of Argentina. Partially. A game, a physical copy of a game here costs around $120. Mm-hmm. That's double what you would pay for, you know, in America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or in most places. So I just, I buy everything digital nowadays. Because, you know, it's, it's a lot better for me. I get, you know, I can pay the actual price and still get the game. The only physical game I have for my PS4 is Tomb Raider Definitive Edition. Oh, there so you that, go. So probably that, that would come out. <laughs> there you go. What about just uh, download stuff that you've been playing lately? Anything worth mentioning? Um, on PS4 specifically, or just in general? Just in general. What's what's good? What's good? Okay, since we are talking about, we were talking about educational games um, a little bit ago, I'm going to tell you about this really extremely educational game I've been playing lately. It's called Five Nights at Freddy's. And it has, like, uh, all these cute animals in it. There's, like, five animals in it. They're just, they're, they're really, they guide you throughout the game and everything. And it has a lot of um, hand-eye coordination type thing. Does, does anyone know what, what game I'm talking about? Don't tell me I, you don't know what game No, I, I, I looked it oh, up, and then the second I do, I have, like, a teddy bear screaming in my ear. Okay, this bear is, <laughs> <That's exactly it. laughs> this you guys bear is freaking me the fuck out. What the fuck is this? <laughs> guys, 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 okay. You want a well-done indie horror game? You need to play that. But wow. just, just don't play it alone. Okay. Oh, God, it, it does look horrifying. It, it is very horrifying. It is. I thought I wouldn't be scared by it because I'm really not. Uh, the just the the, um, the Chuck E. Cheese looking toys just don't do anything to that's, me. That's what I was wondering because I'm looking at like the last picture okay. and that's what it looks but like. You know, is... you know, what's sad is I loaded the page twice and I got the scream in my ear again. Um, yeah, well, I, I underestimated the game. <laughs> I've, never, I've never even <laughs> heard of this. Five I've nights of it, but I think I'm going to play it tonight. Oh, oh, that's a bad idea. Go ahead and do it. That's a bad idea. <laughs> that's Go the ahead worst and do it. idea I've ever had. Just do it. Turn <laughs> off the lights. Make sure it's like two a.m. and just play it. Yeah, it's and then report back to us. It's only four ninety nine. It's got to be good. I, how, is it a very long game? Because none of the reviews no, seem to be over an hour. No, it's well. It depends on how many times you fail, and it's not. Once you get used to. Um, See, th- this is the thing about the game. I don't want to spoil, but I'm going to spoil anyway because there's literally no other way to explain it. You play as a security guard in uh, in this Chuck E. Cheese uh, pizzeria place, but it's called um, Freddy's, mm-hmm. Freddy Fazbear's, blah, 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 something like that. And basically, you're put in a security room from 12 a.m. to 6 a.m. And the, 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 the toy thing is they're alive. They're, you know, they're evil. Mm-hmm. And they're out of get you. They are. Yeah, and they, you have, uh, you can't really move. You're just, you're stuck in your security room. 
you can open and close doors, you can turn off lights, but you have what you have is um, security cameras that you can check. And um, each camera, they will have one of these uh, killer animatronic thingies waiting to chase, you know, after you. And they're, they're going to be, like, moving around and creeping you out. So if you react late, they're going to come into your room and they're going to kill you. Oh my. So it's, it's a very... Um, you, you, you're paranoid the entire time because you, you never know when one of them is going to pop up. And you've got to be very fast closing and opening doors and whatnot. I need it's to... Really good. I need to know more about this. I, I, yeah. I don't think that I can play this, but Jay, this is your assignment. I think I think I'm on it. Because <laughs> I'm you, you'll enjoy it. I'm weirded out just looking at the pictures. So oh, it's definitely the freakiest thing I've seen, and we've been talking about Evil Within and Silent Hill all night. Yeah, there's honestly, this, this scared me a lot more than uh, the Silent Hill title th- teaser. There's this picture of like a duck that's like busting into the room. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's Bonnie. They have names and everything. Can you believe it? He says, "He says, let's eat." He's got a giant bib that says, "Let's eat." And there's something <laughs> about this duck that is freaking me out right now, man. <laughs> like, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not supposed to like it. Trust me. Okay, good. You're just remembering Howard the Duck. It it's similar in in a horror fashion. It's pretty close. <laughs> but, I'm not gonna wow. even tell you the backstory oh. with this game because then you're you're not gonna play it. If All I tell you right. the well, thanks, Colleen. I want you to know, I want you to know that um, you're going to pick up my dry cleaning bill over this because I'm sure there'll be many soiled underwear. Looks looks like a pants shitting adventure. Well, I had to really change does. twice, so yeah, that's that's likely to happen. I mean, that's what that's what Hideo Kojima wants out of Silent Hills. He straight up said <laughs> that in one of the interviews with him is that he wants to make this game so scary that you'll poop yourself. That's so beautiful, though, when you think about it. I mean, if he actually pulls it off, that'll be great. Yeah, you'll see, sooner or later, there's going to be people on the internet, on Reddit, and whatever else side, they're going to be posting, look at this turd that it, I ejected while playing this game, and, you know, the whole internet is going to be, like, all oh, laughing about trend. it and being cheerful about it. It's going to be beautiful. I hope that's a new trend is posting your soiled underwear. God. <laughs> From playing Silent Hill. Proper bowel yes. health is a very Please don't important post issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's already out. It's like Pandora's box. That's it. So um, let's talk about uh, one more game, I think. Uh, is it is it Zulima? Zulim? Zulima? Zulim. Tell, tell me about this game, Lucio. Say, say the name of the game and then tell me about it. It's Lords of Shulima. Shulima. Yeah, because they are, I figured out they're Spanish. They're pronouncing it like they're Portuguese. Mm, okay, so this is... <laughs> This is an RPG that is currently in early access that we uh, got into. So it, it's an isometric RPG, and um, you're essentially an explorer that's going to explore this old continent that is supposed to, uh, supposedly only inhabited by gods. So of course, as soon as you get there, it's full of monsters and there's a town. So, so much for that. Yeah, so all right. <laughs> um, but uh, it's uh, it's isometric, but the combat is uh, kind of like meta magic. It's actually kind of deep, so it, the combat is good. But um, initially, I fucking hated that game. <laughs> I know this is this has been a. I've actually been really interested in the turnaround here because when you started playing it, you were not speaking favorably of it at all. And it seems like I don't want to say you've done a one eighty, but it seems like you've gained a little More bit like of like a, 90. A, a little bit of respect for the game as you've gone on. So, what I figured out is, 
you get the starting group, right? And the starting group was horrible. And by the way, there's nothing about the characters that they don't have a personality, right? They're just kind of like your guys that have been fighting. Um, and then, you know, like the, the rogue will have rogue skills where, you know, you, they can open locks and all that stuff. But um, th- there's really no thing to it. Um, there was this one character that we saw that um, called Ixus that we kind of were joking about that he looks like somebody who is in the expedition because he's trying to escape, like, uh, you know, um, molesting rap or something like that. Like, it's like oh, sex sake, He looks like a sexual predator. That's what he looks it's like. fucking... Yeah, and then there's another guy. And one of the things, the portraits are really bad. So <laughs> Jay was telling me, oh, that, that chick looks really good, and that chick was the bard who is a guy. So, you know. I, th- I think I said it was one of their better drawn ones. Um, yeah. It was kind of a, an underhanded compliment. <laughs> so, and then it turned out to be a woman, uh, a guy. I assumed it was a woman. But, yeah. The, so, art, the art's not great. The art direction's not fantastic here. That's the thing, though. The monsters are pretty good. It's just the actual portraits are bad. But um, then I cleared my own team, and my own, with that, I actually had a lot more fun. I still wouldn't say it's good, but it's definitely better. Um, it has a little, it has potential. There's a few things they need to fix. Um, first of all, the movement speed is really, really slow, and that's a pain in the ass because you have to walk everywhere. Uh, the second thing is um, the game gives you some direction, but everything is blocked and the enemies are in the uh, actual map. But the way the game uses it is they use it as kind of a way to kind of send you to where you're going. So it's it's kind of giving you a hand that it's open world, but it isn't. And it just pisses me off. Because basically what they're telling me is they're making it linear, but at the same time, they're not. Um, they're still, you know, telling you to go somewhere, mm-hmm. but they do it kind of like by punishing you. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not like Dark Souls, though. It doesn't feel that way. It, it's kind of like, well, not really, because it wasn't a very hard game. But it's the same kind of design of like Kingdoms of Amalur, because um, I'm sure the three people who played that will remember this. You, you have that same but, thing where like y- you can go anywhere. But can you live when you get there? <laughs> Probably but not. Kingdom of is actually easier than this. This is like the combat here. The, the combat system is actually pretty decent. Well, Ki- Kingdoms of Amalur is like retarded easy. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But uh, th- this is you know the, the combat here is pretty decent. It's very deep. Uh, it really rewards you for understanding the system. Uh, but at the same time, the way the combat is so like for some of the the, the good. Uh, example here is like the Souls, um, the Souls franchise, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like when you start Demon Souls or Dark Souls or whatever, you can go whatever the freak you want, and uh, you know, if you are a bad enough dude, you might be able to survive, like you know, in Blight Town when you're level one. I mean, oh, you yeah. probably won't, yeah. but you could if you're, you know, if you're good enough at the game. Um, here, you know, it's still a turn-based game, so you know, you can be the best player, and you know, you might be able to punch up your weight a little bit, but it gets to a point where you just can't, you know, if the enemy kills you and stands you with one hit, then that's it. You know, you can do anything. Now, is it, um, what what kind of experience does this game provide? And what I mean by that is, like, is this a game that you're going to eventually beat? Or is this, like, kind of an open-ended, 
wander around and level up. It has a story. So okay. the, you, you are supposed to eventually beat it. Okay. The problem is, that's the other thing is, it bombards you with all this lore mm-hmm. in the first 20 seconds. And you get none of it because the, the thing reads something like, you know, this the, the content of Shulima has the, you know, uh, the gods of blah, 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 and they go through the gate of blah and the bleed of blah. You're like, like all these terms, you have no idea what they mean. I don't know if you played Final Fantasy thirteen. I did. So remember in Final Fantasy thirteen when you open the first um, codex and it's something like the pulseless sea and the false false sea and blah 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 and you have no idea what it means. It's like that. Oh man, that whole game oh, has... is miserable with its like vocabulary. You have to basically learn like a new language to follow so what's has... going on. It has a very deep lore, and I just can't care about it because it just throws everything at you and it's not it's not introduced smoothly it's not like you know everybody just acts like this is a normal thing and you eventually just pick up on it it's more like here's a book why don't you read up on this exactly and there's actually lore checks (laughs) oh really right so you know you'll be walking there and like this big demon will come up and will be like if you want to pass you gotta tell me who is the god (laughs) of uh the penumbra and you're like (laughs) I can't believe that's real. So I, of course, I cheesed and I went to the Kickstarter page and looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, I had no idea. I don't know who would decide that that would be something that people would want to do. I mean, it would be cool if they threw the lure slowly, no, you know? No, it, it wouldn't. It's not cool to be quizzed ever. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> I, that's not fun. What if, like, in the middle of The Last of Us... They're like, all right, Joel, you can't go any further until you tell me the name of the zombie. <laughs> Good point. It's, what if we're all calling Kingdom? <laughs> it's probably Steve. Even then. Solve this equation. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know about that. But anyway, I think... I mean, I, it's cool that they try to make a, a, uh, the lore matter. It's just kind of like the lore isn't really interesting, so I'm not going to learn it. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's pretty much you, you have pixel piracy written on here too. We're running a little long. Is there is cause Jay kind of, I wouldn't say he spoke highly of it last week, but he, he spoke higher. I think, is there any, <laughs> is there any brief message that you have about pixel piracy that you feel like we didn't cover or covered inadequately? Uh, well, you saw my review, so you know what I think about it. I think. I think Jay knows me well enough that he kind of got most of my gripes right, which is uh, there's just not a lot to the game. Mm-hmm. I need some some meat in that thing. I can't just like watch. So basically, your job as in Pixel Piracy is like teaching them the skills for them to do whatever, and then just clicking on the map for them to go wherever you want them to go, and then just watch them do their thing. And that's like you know that's boring. Mm-hmm. I will say this about Pixel Piracy. I was I I, I quit the game. When my uh, ship was so full of feces that my characters couldn't clean it anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so the, and it has so many problems, like so lazy, man. Well, and like shit, apparently. Well, the feces are one part of it because the way they clean them up is they kick it off overboard. First of all, when they do that, sometimes they kick other pirates overboard, which kills them. And it happened to me a bunch of times. And then um, <laughs> it never happened to me. 
Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> you Another time, one. we killed a pirate, one of the, the big pirates, and um, they kicked the body of a pirate of overboard and that didn't let me get whatever it is they had on them. So it's, like, it's frustrating. It's just the glitches are frustrating, man. Yeah, I and mean, that sounds everything frustrating. Is so lazy and, about and it is possible that no matter how many pirates have the cleaning skill, it is possible that you can build a ship that's so big that it will absolutely pile up with PCs, and there's absolutely nothing you can do to clean it. Yep. You know, the way that... What they will do is they will pick it, like, back and forth. The way that you... Play soccer. The, the way that you kind of described it made me think of Tomodachi life a little bit, where, like, you you don't have... It, there's this feeling of disconnect, right? Like, you don't have direct control. You can't be like, you, do this. And... uh I had that same feeling with Tomodachi Life where it kind of like really ruined the game for me because it felt like, well, what's the what's the point? I'm basically just sitting here watching this happen. And uh, I, you know, if it goes poorly, there's not much I can do about it. I think they should rename it PC's Piracy. Actually, that would get greenlit. And I think that what like really did it for me was that I had this character that was doing pretty well. And then they just she just suddenly stopped beating. <laughs> and like I checked because Jay was like, I'm sure she has the uh, the anorexia perk, and I'm like, no, she's depressive. Now, if she, if she's now, let me ask this: she stopped eating, but did she continue to poop? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Actually, all of them stopped eating, but they were still pooping. And oh. there was food. Like I put like tons of food on top of the thing. I spent something like 500 gold on food because I was like, you know, and I I taught everybody how to fish, and I got like. The cooking knives so they cook good better and just they just wouldn't eat. But who's gonna be hungry when you're surrounded by feces? <laughs> that's that's actually a very good point. It is, it is. I just I just want to know I just want to know how they continue to defecate when there's no food going into their bodies. Uh, I'm, you're gonna have to ask a wiser man than me. Alright, good deal. So good anyway, deal. they start to death and you go to a point where I I got into an island and I can leave because if I leave they'll they'll starve on the way to wherever they're going. So, um, and I still don't know if it's because I fucked up. Or <laughs> That's what you bothers me the most. Is like, at least if I fucked up, it's like I own it, you know. It doesn't sound like this went very well for you. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you you were pretty. Um, like I don't mind losing. Like, tell me if I did. This is pretty intense. You do. This affected you a lot. <laughs> yeah, this really affected you, man. You're just bring it all back. Let me see how much how many hours I played this thing. No, so no, don't remember. don't think about that. One thousand one hundred and twenty-four million. Four hours of my life. Ah, that's a while. Yeah, I actually made it ten hours in Pixel Piracy. I've definitely played wow. worse games longer. I'm pretty sure. But uh, you played the Sims a bunch of times. So. I <laughs> shut up. <laughs> all right well we're running super long let's go ahead and let's go ahead and close things up we we actually have an email this week uh and it's because we skipped last week I, it's not very timely i don't even know if you guys will remember this but um our email this week comes from carrie who says hey guys love the podcast well i think you hit the nail on the head with the creation of assassin's creed rogue i'm a little distressed that jared believes saltwater taffy is made of actual seawater <laughs> I'm, I'm also disturbed that no one else on the podcast sought to correct him. What kind of journalists are you? Wait, is that for real? That's from Carrie. Well, yeah, if, I, if you're not a regular listener, it was a joke. I was joking. I know that saltwater taffy is not made of seawater. 
And the answer is bad. We're bad journalists. I didn't Google it after she sent me this email. I knew. <laughs> so what is it made out of, Jared? Give us, give I us. Think a... just trying, I think we're try, just trying to hang on to the metaphor. As a what plug. if your sim dies from eating? Uh, from drinking seawater? Yeah, from drinking seawater or something. Or making like taffy with it. What, what would you do? You'd be responsible for that because of your lack of knowledge. I mean, I don't You're actually. I don't actually know okay. what saltwater taffy is made of. I would assume saltwater. In order to make saltwater taffy, you need to buy the saltwater expansion pack, which is about ten ninety nine. It's an origins. Candy store owner David Bradley's shop was flooded during a major storm in eighteen eighty three. As a result of the flood, his entire stock of taffy was soaked with salty Atlantic Ocean water. That yeah. should be enough. Yeah. Wait, are you are you reading the plot of the DLC? What is that? No, no, no. This is <laughs> this is the truth. Harry's wrong. <laughs> oh well, I thought that was the plot for the for the sea. What what, what are we? What's so the, the campaign? Yeah, we don't we don't have that in our Wait, wait, wait. Story. This is this is really a thing. So so this guy, this candy shop guy, his store was flooded by the ocean, and it got on his taffy. And he was like, hey, little girl, do you want to buy this taffy? And she was like, sure. And he actually sold it to her. And she was super stoked about it. So what you're telling me is that basically it's uh, a con artist that got lucky. I guess, yeah. Or like a cool like, you know, a it, cool it killed that. It could have killed that little girl. <laughs> I'm just I mean, saying Jared was right. Story. It was made of seawater. The original saltwater taffy was made of seawater. Yeah, he was not wrong. That's true. Yeah, that- <laughs> so you were right not so much that it was made of seawater it had seawater on it it was kind of like a condiment for the taffy well, so we've been Still. making fun of him all along and he was right along is that, is that what I, I don't know what's going on maybe we should just drop any and all future saltwater taffy references on this podcast you know what no, 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 you know what I'm just going to go and ask my wife when the next morning and we'll, I'll put a comment on the site oh god for the people okay, who are, my, my wife is a chef. Your wife is a chef, yeah, so she would know this. Chef. You know oh, what? Chef. You know what? Fuck you, Carrie. Do some <laughs> do some Googling. Whoa, do how some, are you treat a listener like that? Do some Googling before you write me an email. Well, what's that about Jared being innocent, Fanny? <laughs> Actually, in a sense... You it, are not pure anymore. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> it? <laughs> oh, man. Well... Anyway, that's what well, it, does, it doesn't. There's no actual seawater, in it, but it does have both salt and water. So yeah, just like the sea. So I'm, <laughs> you know what? I was I was saying it as a joke, you know, but given, now I'm given, changing my opinion. Given the cycle of how water spreads around the Earth, it could still be seawater. Yeah, no matter where it lands, eventually. That's true too. Uh, although it does say, contrary to popular belief, the taffy contains no salt water. Oh, look, look! Uh, something happens with evaporation or whatever, and then the clouds carry it somewhere else. Right, the clouds release their little rainwater, and that that ends up in the reservoir. Whatever, <laughs> the water's purified. All right. Well, this is Stop this is that. actually this is actually pretty complex reading about it. So you know you know what? It's probably made out of uh, corn syrup because K- everything these days. Carrie, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I didn't mean it. Carrie's <laughs> <laughs> already writing an email. You know. <laughs> she's, ha- she's halfway through he the. Just, he just yeah. He she already like called you everything. Halfway through the she new email. She five languages. Now. Your sorry doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> Have you noticed that the people that write in call us out on really weird stuff? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. Like I've said things that are objectively wrong on this podcast about the industry, but they're more concerned about taffy. <laughs> what if the person turns into the Carrie from the actual movie, and you're kind of fucked? 
Yeah. Did see, you didn't think of that. I didn't see the remake. Does she have a weird taffy obsession in that movie? Um, she yeah, might. I thought recently. I'll, I'll need to watch it and make sure. All right. Well, hey, thank you for the email. Sincerely, thank you for the email. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I said those mean, awful things. Uh, thank you, Feli, for for joining us again. I I hope. Oh, it's my pleasure. I hope we can have you back again another time. And uh, if people want me back, then I'll be back. If the people demand it, so there you go. If you enjoyed having having a woman's touch on the podcast, uh, other than. I was going to make a horrible joke, but I won't do that. But if you if you enjoyed having, you know, a, a fifth member, then write us an email. Let us know. Tell us how great it was. You can send that to contact at enemyslime.com. Uh, and I think, oh, yeah, follow us on Facebook, Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime. If you haven't already, go subscribe. That's the new thing that we, that we need is go subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give it a nice little review. Write, write a nice little, little comment there for us. And uh, we'll be back next week unless Toto comes back on another trip through town. And then we definitely won't be back. So, yep. All right. If there's nothing else, then I think we're out. Ta-da. Ta-da.